Welcome to the Frustrated by Your Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Skyline Studio. I'm your host, Jim D'Amico. And I'm your co-host, Madison McQuiston. Our podcast will bring you the latest in marketing news and strategies for internal marketing teams, marketing specialists, and business owners. So if you are frustrated by your marketing, then this is the podcast for you. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Frustrated by Your Marketing Podcast. Uh, we are calling this episode The Junk Drawer. It's a bunch of little uh, marketing stories and tidbits that we've gathered up that don't really have a place in a full episode, and we thought it would be fun to put them all together and sort of talk marketing in general uh, with some of these anecdotes and stories and things we've seen around. Um, why The Junk Drawer? Uh, as we're growing this podcast, one of our uh, most loyal fans is my brother, Mike, and a little known fact about him, back in the days of... Uh, initial computing, uh, online computing. Uh, he had uh, what was called the bulletin board before there was Google and the internet the way we know it now. Uh, bulletin boards is how people sort of interacted with each other. And it was really cool in our town. And uh, everybody would log into our home computer. And uh, we were we were sharing games. And uh, that was probably the, the bulk of it. But um, there was chat board in there and, and things like that. So this was right around when AOL was getting... Um, getting on the scene. And uh, I guess for a while, my brother was was the internet in Cromwell, Connecticut, which was kind of cool. And uh, so this is paying uh, a little tribute to that. Uh, I don't know if this will be the official title um, for SEO purposes, but uh, that's what we're calling it. I and like it. I think it's totally fitting. Okay, great. <laughs> so yeah, so this is what we found in the junk drawer uh, in, in the marketing junk drawer. So We've got, uh, we've got some little things here that we want to talk about. And uh, the first one I want to talk about is a miss that I had back in our a uh, couple episodes ago. We talked about reviews and, and Madison said it'd be really cool uh, or it'd be really scary if, if we could all rate each other. And you were talking about Airbnb. Yeah, kind of like Airbnb. Yep. Right. And so where I went with that was saying that uh, you could do that through Uber and obviously on Airbnb. And I had completely forgotten about a great sci-fi kind of episode of a TV show called Black Mirror that um, was on Netflix a few years ago. And the name of the episode was called Nosedive. And it literally is like the horror that you had uh, in an episode. So there's this, this girl and she's like really, really buttoned up and you know, she does everything for everybody. And, and uh, the reason is because when you're interacting with people, you literally have a rating thing on your phone where you're rating people that you see on the street. So if yeah, you and I were talking so right now, yeah. If you and I were talking right now, I could rate, I could like knock your stars down or knock them up depending on what I thought about you. And in this episode, like everything goes wrong. For Maybe her it's a she... good thing we don't have that yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like people so it... would be way more self-conscious than we already are. So. Yeah, exactly. So it's literally like as bad as it could get. Um, if you could take reviews to like the worst case scenario, that's what this is. Um, so if you uh, are interested in watching some, it's kind of like a Twilight zone type of show like say, modern i've been meaning to watch that and i still have not watched it yet so maybe yes. since you you said it you're like probably the 30th person that's told me to watch it so i should probably probably yeah. watch so that yeah so yeah so why and every episode is different different cast just like this while zone um but yeah watch the episode nosedive it's um it's like the horrors of, of reviews um if it was taken to the absolute extreme so uh definitely worth a watch nice yeah so mine is highland brewing um, is a brewery that's near us in Asheville. And we have around 30 breweries. And so, you know, they're all very competitive with one another because there are so many in kind of a small area. 
And I guess Asheville is kind of bigger, but for the amount of breweries, you know, it's pretty competitive. And so they did a really fun marketing video that is for their Wishing Star Cold IPA. And the video is super fun because it's almost like the beer is a meteor or a shooting star. I'm not really sure which one. Um, I want to say more of probably like a meteor, but... Um, it's funny because, you know, it's going across the sky and there's people looking up at it as it's like coming down and they're not sure what it is until it actually crashes into the ground. And so it's super fun to kind of see that video because it definitely made me excited to go back to Highland, which we are going this weekend now because of this video that's come out. So you can tell it's a really good kind of marketing tactic because it's kind of different than any other videos they've done. And I'm sure it's gotten a lot of attention. Yeah, so you shared with me earlier. I think it's great. So it's probably a star since... So the name of the beer is Wishing Star. Yeah. Um, yep. So it's probably a, a shooting star, I'm going to guess. Uh, and it was cool. It was it was um, kind of felt like uh, an old 80s movie vibe to, to me. Um, and, and it was definitely... I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen their other stuff, so I don't know if it's different, but it, it seemed different it than other different stuff. different than other marketing things that they've done, so... Yeah, and I th thought it was very, very... Um, very well produced. Like it was definitely, that took some time. Um, and then I'll show you like, you know, part of what, you know, in your prediction, in the prediction episode, it was like to get gritty and, and do the unfiltered, but sometimes uh, the opposite uh, or oftentimes the opposite doesn't work or works as well. So going all in on production and, and I don't know if that was stock footage that they got in there as well, but like that was, that didn't take five minutes to put together. That was, um, that was a more high-end thing. I don't know if they're planning to put that on TV as well, um, but that hopefully they'll they'll get more mileage out of it because it's uh, it, you know it's a you know pretty good production value. Yeah, I definitely think they probably will because their last couple of seasonal ones that they've done have all been berry related. So like <laughs> the one I the six pack I bought here this last weekend was like a berry full is what it was called, and it's super cool because the beer cans have like tons of little blueberries on them. So they're really fun about their marketing, which is why I think I like it because they're super creative and it catches your attention for sure compared to all the other breweries around here. But Asheville is also a very artsy place, so it fits. Yeah, and and uh, breweries and 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 micro brews and uh, you know IPAs are you know, they have fun. Like it's a it's a fun industry. So mm -hmm. um, you know I think you should have fun even if your industry is not fun. But uh, it, that's already built into it where. You know, maybe not all of the ones, and maybe not the ones around you, but in general, they'll have more fun with the with the logos and more fun with the the naming and and more fun with um, the packaging and things like that. I think it's kind of built into that industry, which is great. And so, this you know this commercial goes beyond that, or this this video goes beyond that. Not just you know, it's not just a fun name because Wishing Star Cold IPA is you know it's kind of a quirky name, but uh, it you know, is. It, I was kind of surprised when I looked at the name. I was like, oh, that's an interesting one compared to some of the others. Yeah, but. so it brings it to the next level, which is great. So I kudos to them. I think it's great. Okay, so I'm about to go off on a little tirade uh, on my <laughs> next one. So in our in our first episode, I said something that was not the most eloquent, but I still stand behind, which is uh, everything is marketing except the things that are not, which really either is a yogiism or doesn't make much sense, but uh, it's true. And Maybe I should just change it to everything is marketing. And so this goes under that umbrella that uh, everything everything is marketing and even the stuff you might not think about. And um, I'm going to talk about this in relation to the medical field and in particular your front desk staff um, or your support staff. Because 
you know, you'd think the medical field, like what's their marketing? Well, it's getting good ratings on health grades. It's having a great website. It's having a, more and more, it's having a good social media presence and um, it's your waiting room and things like that. Like that's, that's your marketing. But that front desk staff is, uh, I would say more important than all of those things combined because that's your, Agreed. Yes. that's the person you're going to interact with when you're, when you're stressed out about money, when you're stressed out about time, when you're, when you're sick, when your kid's sick. And um, I would say overall as an industry, they are failing at this. Uh, so I have an, an example of somebody who recently failed me and then someone who uh, less recently uh, went so above and beyond that um, that we rave about them constantly. So I'll start with the positive and then I'll, I'll do the negative after. So the uh, the the positive is uh, Sky and I um, had trouble having kids and we went to an IVF doctor, Dr. Levi, who we love, and we will go out of our way to tell anybody and everybody about him. And a lot of that has to do with him. He's a great guy and has to do with the success he built our family. Um, and and that type of thing too. So, I mean, he, you know, he is a big part of our story, but we know other people, you know, in, in sort of talking to friends and, and, you know, Sky's made some connections just sort of in, in general because of having gone through this where they've had the success uh, and the doctor may be nice, but the rest of the experience isn't so great. And they're not taking every opportunity to talk about the person. So then why is it? And I think a lot of it has to do with their support staff. We were on a first name basis with every single person at the front desk. And in particular, uh, and you wouldn't think that this would be part of their marketing, but their billing coordinator or their finance person was someone we were really close to. Her name was Anne. She was amazing. She's retired now. And, um, you know, IVF's very expensive. Um, and it's, it's it's a stressful time. You know, anything in health is stressful, but this is yeah about as stressful as it can get. And Anne helped us. You know, we were not you know, always financially able to do cycles and 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 process through the thing, but she, she was always there to help us. And, and in particular, there's this one story where she went so above and beyond that she made us into not just, you know, loving the practice or, or or fans of the practice or whatever you want to call it, but like literally, like we're evangelists for this practice. We go out of our way to to tell everybody. And so, I can't remember the the specific specifics of what she was doing, but. There was some promo or coupon or special or some some gimmick to do with health insurance that we had to go to the very specific um, uh, pharmacy to get some medication that was expensive because they're all expensive. And they called and they talked to Sky and they got her on the phone. They said, "Well, your aunt, your aunt called, and um, it's all set." And so I said, "Oh, that's not my aunt. That's that's just Anne." She's like, "Are you sure?" She's like, "Because because she was talking like your family." Um, and it, you know, so we, she told her and it says, well, she went to bat for you guys. So, you know, you're very lucky. And that was literally how much that they would do for us, that they would, it almost seems like we were family that that was, that was it. So if you, if you look at this from a marketing perspective, this, you know, finance person who is often in a back room, you never see them. You don't know their name. Uh, they call you only when your bills do, um, took the initiative to go to bat for us enough to get us whatever this discount was, uh, enough so that the person at the pharmacy thought that we were related to them, which is amazing. So this is, you know, that's like that's super cool. the pinnacle. You know, I don't know if you're going to find too many uh, at that level, but there's plenty of ways you can do this without people thinking you're family. Um, so that that's that's the best case scenario. And again, we, Sky uh, mentors um, women going through IVF and, a lot of the conversations are maybe you should switch to Dr. Levi. 
uh, because we we trust him. We we love him. He happens to be one of the best in the country. But I think a lot of it is like it's such a stressful time. And if they can, if every person is on board, like every person is on board to help you through it, that's your marketing, right? That's that's it. It's not a flyer or a brochure. That's part of it, but it's it's the part that matters. It's the part that makes you a fan. And it's kind of a weird thing to say you're a fan of a doctor, but we are. We're a fan of Dr. Levi. We'll be forever. So um, so kudos to them. And um, if you're listening and you have any front desk support, do something like Anne. Like be like that. Be like Anne because she was amazing. So okay. So now actually, yeah, just <laughs> staff in general, because you don't realize how important your staff is for your marketing, because either, you know, if people go up to the front desk and they like the person, they'll want to keep coming back. Whereas if they have really bad first impression, chances are they will come back. And so keeping people coming around is having a really good staff and support system there that will help you continue to grow your business. Yeah. And and it's, again, health is stressful. We recently switched pediatricians. I'm not going to get into that story, but the same thing. Like if you're calling and your kid is sick or you're calling and you're sick, you you want you know I know that they can't see you in five minutes but you want help like you're you're now you're in their hands and it can't be uh, a script or you know okay. what's your birth date you know they have to ask that but some niceties and 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 that feeling of you're you know, we're gonna help you you know say that first okay we'll help you don't worry can you give me your birthday like just that five seconds is enough to make you feel like like that person that team is there for me uh, and and people forget that I don't, and I don't know why but. That's a big part of marketing. It's obviously customer relations, customer support, whatever you want to call it. But I put that under the marketing umbrella and I think it's super important. Um, okay. Yeah, which leads us into my next one. So I, for someone my age, I don't shop very often. I don't really like it, but I have found this one store that I keep going back to and it's because they have a absolutely great staff. And I've been to multiple locations. I went to one in Charleston found that there's one in Asheville, which has not been great for me because I like to spend money there, <laughs> but it's called Altered State and they've become more popular. I want to say in the past couple of years, there's more locations popping up, but their staff is so attentive and they're also super nice. So when you walk in, they ask you if you need a dressing room, they ask you like what you're looking for, which for some people that can get kind of annoying. You know, there are people that want to go in and shop and just not talk to the people that are there um but they kind of you know want you to and good marketing because when you start collecting items in your hand they look at what your like what you want for clothing and they keep an eye on what you're shopping for so then if you do get a dressing room they end up picking things that they think you will like and they stick it in the dressing room with you so then you, you know, have a more of an idea of like, okay, maybe I'll try this on and you do and you really like it and then you end up buying it, which didn't happen to me yesterday. I ended up going yesterday, which is why I put this on the list. Um, but I did it the time before that. I bought a couple of things that I probably didn't need, but they were like, oh, you should try this on. I'm like, okay. And they're just super nice and super kind. And so, you know, you like supporting businesses that are, you know, really great about that, even if they are like big chains like this one is. Yeah, and and thinking what a customer wants or needs or might like, that's a service. I mean, okay. yes, the reason they were trained to do that is because the, their sales are going to go up and their yeah. commission is going to go up. Uh, but, but that's okay because if you find something you like better than what you picked out on your own, maybe they 
you know, it's hard to judge for yourself. Uh, why not? Uh, you know, that's, that's okay. And again, if you don't, you know, if they're pushy to the point where they don't allow you to sort of opt out, then that's not good. But, you know, my mother-in-law, um, she would get calls from White House Black Market was her, was her, um, store of choice. And, you know, the, the sales associates knew her and they would say like, Hey, the new line's coming in next week. You want to schedule a time to come in. We've got some great stuff for you and we'll set it out. Wow. Yeah. You know, so if you, you know, and I got, you know, she was a, a good customer. She was a great, great shopper. Uh, and, and so, you know, it can be, but thinking ahead, thinking what, what, what could I do to make this customer's life easier or their shopping experience easier? And then potentially, obviously the what's in it for you is you get a better fan more spending. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not, you know, you're not forcing them. You're not charging them for that time. You're, you're helping them along the way. That's great. I mean, that's, that's marketing at its best. That's amazing. And right now they're only doing like women's clothing. I think they do some baby clothing as well, but they'll like stick a pair of shoes in there that looks like your size. Cause a lot of times they're like, okay, you know, you <laughs> might really like this outfit, um, but it might look better with these shoes. Or if you don't like an outfit, try it with these shoes and then maybe you'll like the outfit better. Cause you know, if you will like walk into a store with sneakers and you're wanting to try on something nice, the shoes aren't gonna. Right. Try I, mean, I don't on. know about that, but and that so makes it's super sense. super smart. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm always wearing the shoes that I'd be wearing, but I, I get how that could matter. Like if you're buying something for, for going out and you're wearing sneakers, like that might not work. Um, Especially for uh, women, you know, yeah, we're, that's we're great. a little bit pickier. And... and and again, that's thinking. What is your next one? That's thinking, you oh. know, what the what the person would want. No. So my next one is, okay, so those are the is positives. That... So here I'll, I'm going to do one more um, front desk stat. So here's the negative front desk story. So I, again, I'm an evangelist for Dr. Levi. I am also maybe less so now, an evangelist for my dentist. I've been with my dentist for um, almost 30 years. Uh, I got them in, in my freshman year of college, so it's like 28 years now. I've been with the same hygienist for the entire time, um, and uh, for Sylvia, she's amazing. And so we both, you know, so I was in college, she was probably right out of college. Uh, we sort of, you know, we see each other a few times a year. Uh, we both have all of our kids. We talk about family. We, you know, I, I've gotten to know them very well. I love the two dentists that are there as well. Um, the rest of my family goes and and they're amazing. Uh, but, and, and also, um, I'll say that they're now 45 minutes away from me. So I literally will drive 45 right. minutes there, 45 minutes back to go to the dentist during the, during the work week, which I did a couple, a couple weeks ago and my days at mass, but I do it because, and the rest of my family all goes to the dentist in town, which is five minutes away. That's how much of an evangelist I am. So I was there the last time and um, and I'm ready to make. And so I, I go to the dentist three times a year instead of twice because if you own your own company, dental insurance is really expensive. So instead of getting dental insurance, we just go more often so we don't need dental work, which is thus far not how it worked for right, us. Yeah. Um, so I go and I go to check out. Everything's going great. And I say, we're ready to make my appointment. And um, instead of in four months, it's going to be in six months. And... I said, how come, you know, so I, you know, at this point I'm, I'm wondering, oh, you, oh no, I'm actually only four. No, no, we can't. There's nothing available, literally nothing available for, uh, for me. Wow. And, um, okay. I'm a little, whatever, upset or annoyed, not really, but, um, but it was more the, um, the attitude of the person. It's kind of like the attitude of the person when you go on a Friday night and they said, you have a reservation and they're like happy that you don't have a reservation. It's almost like, you're not in the cool group or something. I'm not sure, but it always seems like the hostess is like upset about that uh, or, or not upset about it, that they're like happy that they get to turn you away. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but she was just a little smug about it or something. 
And and what a failed opportunity. So I left there with I'm on a wait list now. Um, and for the first time in a long time, I'm thinking like maybe I should switch to my local dentist. Uh, opportunities there are, we'll put you on the wait list. Don't worry, we'll definitely get you in. That wasn't said. And I'm sure that I will get in, but like just saying that would have been enough. Like you sort of calm me down mm -hmm. um, or, or put me at ease. Or you know what? Sorry about this time. Let's schedule you for a year now. That way it doesn't happen again. Let's just pre-schedule you because it's really hard after COVID. Things are, you know, that's another opportunity to, yeah, definitely. to, to make it better for me. Um, but none of those were made. It was just, you know, put me on the way and, it, and I'm sort of putting them on, you know, on a test now. So if I don't hear back, I think I might switch to my local, you know, I want to see, do they care about me? I, you know, I care about them so much that I'm willing to travel out way out of my way for them. And I felt, I was gonna say, especially if you've been there so many times, like you said, you've been going yeah. for years, right? 28 years. So I, you know, you, you do the math. Yeah, it's okay, probably, 20, yeah, that's a lot. When you yeah, add a the, long time for one place. Yeah, a few cavities. It's probably a hundred visits, um, approximately, right? So that's a long, like, relationship. I am, like, one of their most loyal customers. I, I, I think they're great enough to go out of my way for them, and I felt unheard. Um, so, you know, this is the flip side of being great. Um, is that if you aren't good, um, you can lose even your evangelists, your best, best customers. Yeah, very good. Um, and I would say, and I had this idea sort of, sort of thinking about this episode because I, I really hate that attitude on the, on the hostess when, when you don't have a reservation is our, and I'm going to actually recommend this to our restaurant clients is they're always asking like, how can we get more people on Mondays and Tuesdays? And I feel like what a great opportunity, um, to turn a negative situation into a positive. And so when the hostess is saying, I'm sorry, you know, we're all booked. Fridays are crazy. Instead of like, do you have a reservation and like kicking you out the door? They, you know, I'm really sorry. Um, I, w I wish we could, you know, you know how things are on Fridays. Here's a coupon for Monday and Tuesday. Come back and see us. Um, now all of a sudden you leave and you're like, hey, maybe I will come back on Monday or Tuesday instead of sort yeah, of definitely. that negative. So flip the script. Don't always, you know, look, teach your people during busy times, um, how to handle it. Teach your people to be kind. Teach your people to ask questions. Teach your people to just say, how's it going? Or I'm sorry, that sucks. Or you know what? We're going to be dead in an hour because, you know, the way since COVID restaurants, like they're, they're dead by like 930 now. So if you're there at 830, we're going to be dead an hour. Do you want to go to the bar? There's a, there's a spot over there. I see that. I see that there's two chairs there. Go sit over there, have a couple of drinks. You know, at night we're really fast, you know, because once the kitchen dies down, it you know you'll 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 probably be out of here around the same time, and you get a couple of drink, extra drinks in. Like just talk to people. So you know it just it drives me crazy that they don't take that opportunity, and they You're they bad. make you not want to go back to that restaurant, or you not want to go back to the your favorite dentist um, by that person who really has nothing to do with your experience. Like they're not cooking your food, they're not cleaning your teeth. Uh, they're not serving you any of those things, but that last experience, that last impression or that first impression yep. is so, so important. It's such a big part of marketing and people forget about it all the time. Yeah, that, it's crazy how, yeah, even if you've been, you know, going somewhere for so long that one experience can, you know, put a better taste in your mouth. But right. Yeah, you want to feel heard and you want to feel appreciated. And I didn't uh, this time, which is sad. So yeah, that's so sad. <laughs> All right, my next one is Monster Energy Drink, which is hilarious because I don't actually drink 
many energy drinks. I was an athlete and I was always told, you know, those are terrible for you. And so <laughs> even still now I haven't had them, but we went awesome. to Supercross. <laughs> we went to, so you, ooh, I like this then. I so love we went to Supercross <laughs> in Nashville. It was the first time it was there. So for people who don't know what Supercross is, it's a FIM World Championship for dirt biking. Okay. So it's a really cool race. They did it in the Titan Stadium for NFL, which was, yeah, NFL. I don't actually watch that. I yeah. don't know why that yep. sounded weird in my mind. Um, <laughs> so it was in that stadium, which was super cool. I had never been before. I've never even really been on the dirt bike, but our friends are super into it. So they invited us and it was such a cool experience because Monster Energy is like the main promoter um of dirt biking and i guess for a lot of other extreme sports too and so their thing was if you bring a monster energy drink whether you drank it or not just bring like the can or bring it full bring it to supercross and you get free admission into like their fan fest which okay. is where they have they're working on all the dirt bikes that are racing Nice. And so there's like some big name people there and big name companies like Twisted Tea, Honda, a bunch of other different ones. Um, but it's a cool marketing tactic because I didn't know this, but the main reason they do it is because they want to get people to recycle. But then also there are thousands and thousands of people going to gas stations around this area just to buy a Monster Energy drink to be able to get into FanFest. So it's just like super cool marketing, I think, because not only are you know, tons of people buying the product that day, but also they're trying to get people to recycle, which is super cool. Yeah, I think that um, hopefully they turn you away if you and and drink it. <laughs> they should like force you to drink it. I actually uh, didn't drink mine. So when we it? went, my friend was like, "Okay, we're all going to the gas station, and you guys need to buy like Monster Energy drinks." And I'm like, "Oh, that's weird," but I don't like drink them. And she's like, "No, you have to buy one." And I was like, "Why?" And she said she wasn't going to tell me why. I was like, "Okay." I bought so, one. So I'm you handed like a full Monster Energy drink to the person and to get it. Yeah. Uh, yep. So, so they sad. have a booth there and you get a stamp. So if you go up, you can either give them a full one, which they just keep them right there. I'm not sure what they do with the full ones. They drink ones. them. They drink them. Probably. I would say they probably give them to the racers is my guess. Yeah. Um, but then they also have a huge like bin for recycling also so i didn't end up drinking mine everyone else did i already had enough caffeine that day since i'm a coffee drinker so okay i didn't need more i'm wired all the time anyways yeah i always switch i always switch to um soda during the day and energy drinks when i really need it but um yeah i think that's great and so you've got dual purpose promotion right they're okay. promoting something for the um environment they're promoting obviously the brand uh it's a really good like you won't forget that um, connection. So if it was just sponsored by Monster Energy as you walked in the door, um, and if if it was there was a different way to get in, you might have forgotten it. It was called the Monster Energy VIP. But the fact that they forced you to buy something that is yep. inexpensive and Monster Energy is one of the more inexpensive. You know, a drink is inexpensive even if it's one of the more expensive ones like Red Bull, which is Fortune, the big one, like nine dollars or something. I'll buy Monster when I can't get I can't afford the Red Bull because sometimes you just don't want it. Really, really expensive. But anyways. It's pretty if, cheap. It gets you in the door um, and you'll make that connection. That's a really strong way. Like it's a physical thing that you help, which is which is great. I think that's Yeah. Awesome. And that's the other thing too, is I mean, you can pay to get into FanFest. So I think my friend said it was like $15 if you didn't bring a Monster Energy drink. So you could either pay more to get into FanFest 
or you could pay <laughs> for a rock star before and get in like cheaper. So it's, awesome. I think it's a super cool marketing tactic. It was very interesting to me because um, I've never really had a like personal connection with Monster Energy Drink before. And that event was so cool. I will definitely be going to another one. So that's great. I love it. Love it. Um, okay, so I've got two other uh, one quick one, and then we'll we'll finish with the uh, the dub one together. So um, I had the uh, opportunity or the to do a bar mitzvah photo shoot with my brother this weekend, and I've had a couple of photo shoots over the last couple weeks. Uh, I also shot um, some photos and videos at an elementary school for a website that we're about to do. Uh, I did some video work at um, uh, a local. Uh, theater in a um, lo local um, senior community, uh, Nelson Hall, and uh, some food photos as well. And so what I'll say is that what was really great in particular about the uh, shot with my, or the uh, photo shoot with my brother for the bar mitzvah is that it's so intense and um, not all of it, but most of it, uh, where time is of the essence, you're, you know, things happen and you got to capture them when they go. You know, it's like, this is sort of like a wedding light. I, I would say weddings are, are even better at this, but put, if you're looking to grow, especially in photography, but anything else, put yourself in a position where you force yourself to think uh, on in the moment. And even better if you've got um, someone like my brother around who is an expert that can kind of talk you through stuff. So I love, I love those moments where um, I've got a question, something's not working, we can think about it on the fly and then kind of do it. And it builds that muscle memory You'll get better at stuff, you know, um, in, in web design, when, when Madison and I are launching a website, we'll sort of at the last moment, we'll jump on and we'll do a zoom, uh, or Google meet together and okay. work real quick in like a two or three hour period as well. And so I would say if you've got the opportunity to, to really work deeply and with a time constraint, not always, you know, that's, you know, a good way to make mistakes too. But when there are, when there are time crunches and when there's, when there's time, uh, available to push yourself. Um, you'll get better. Like it'll it'll make you a stronger photographer, a stronger web developer. Um, you know, if you can do it with someone who knows what they're doing as well, and you can kind of talk through stuff together, it's, a, it's just a really great way. And so, in marketing, you know, you, I could see this applying to social media. You know, put yourself on a deadline. I'm going to do 20 social posts today, and you you'll get more creative if you've got that time constraint. You'll uh, if you can do it in a pair and you can kind of talk through stuff together. It's just, it's a really great way to improve. Um, I, I love when I do these photo shoots with Mike, uh, because, um, I, I, every time I, I remember things that I knew before that I had forgotten, uh, I learn new things. Um, and then I can apply it to the, like the food photos. When I do those, like I've got time, like I, you know, it's sitting on the table, <laughs> it's not moving. Um, you know, I, I can experiment, but when the person's walking around, You've got mm -hmm. to, you've got to think, you know, there was different lighting. It was inside, it was outside. It was, um, during a ceremony, it was, there was a little bit of dancing. There was some kids playing on the field and all of those things required me to do something different. Um, and that's good. It, you know, it pushes you, you get that again, you get that muscle memory and you, and you get better at it. And then when you have more time, you'll be better as well. So that was a really fun, uh, fun thing to do. And again, if you can put yourself in a position where you can do that kind of stuff, if you're a photographer, uh, Become a, you don't have to be the second shooter, be the third shooter, just go along and, and push yourself because you'll, the few that I've done with my brother, um, I've gotten better every time. I think they're great. So, um, that, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and again, when we do those sort of like web pushes at the end, I think, um, 
you know, I, I'm learning things. I, I hope you're learning things too. Like just to kind of like rush a little bit um, and have mm-hmm. to think and have to really dig deep. Um, it's, it's just a really good, good way to learn. So, yeah, you've had a lot of photo shoots recently. Didn't you? you had one today too, didn't you? Yeah, uh, today was yep. food, um, which is again easier. But uh, but you know, I'm pulling from all those other other places. So, um, so we have one more thing that uh, I want to talk about which is um, a commercial that Dove put out. So uh, I feel like I had seen this before Kenya shared it, but Kenya shared it, uh, our marketing manager shared it uh, to our local uh, water cooler chat. Uh, and it's a, a touching, um, pretty sad uh, take on social media and how it affects kids. I mean, it's not unique. I mean, I've seen things like this before, but this one was in particular a little uh, emotional. Uh, and it, it was definitely hard to watch for sure. I mean, I'm so glad I watched it just because it's very emotional and touching and people need to see it. So, yeah. And so it's, um, I, I believe it's called the cost of beauty. That's sort of the, the title of it. And it follows Mary, um, from when she was, I'm going to guess around seven or eight, uh, into her teen years and you, and I, you know, looks like the same girl. So I'm thinking these are home movies and you can see her being really, you know, carefree and light. And, you know, obviously they cherry picked what they were going to do here. I'm sure that there were moments when she was seven and eight where she was moody too, but she's carefree and light. <laughs> uh, and then they show her get a phone for a birthday or Christmas. I don't remember. Um, and then you see her sort of devolve into this um, sadder um, teen. Um, and they're showing influencers um, talking about beauty and and they talk about you know toxic beauty content, you know, and how... It really affects, in this case, young women. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see this affecting young boys too, for sure. And you know, it's scary because every kid wants a phone. You know, my kids included, uh, and they're you know eight and eight and three and a half, and they're you know phones when they're out, they want them. They're they're obsessed for different reasons. But it's it's a scary thing. And you know, <laughs> I w- I'm, I don't feel bad about what we do, but we're you know in a way part of the problem, right? So the marketing world is. A big part of where this is coming so this toxic beauty conversation is often trying to sell something um and so it's it's out there and it's and it's scary and we should probably just think about how we how we talk about it um because and and in a way i you know i'm not a huge fan of government intervention but i think that's probably coming uh Mm -hmm. in a way because you know kids are getting messed up because of this and it's sad yeah, and I I mean, I had a personal connection to that video because I felt like I kind of went down that rabbit hole too when I was a teenager. I mean, when I was a teenager, Instagram was the main thing. So TikTok obviously wasn't out yet. Um, but once Instagram came around, I was probably like, I didn't, do you even know when Instagram came out? I believe it was, it was sold, I think, in 2012. So let's say... Okay, let's say so I was like a freshman. That's when maybe? I got my first phone. So okay. I got my first phone when I was a freshman. And I definitely went down the rabbit hole of, you know, seeing all these influencers on Instagram posting pictures of like how skinny they are and different things like that and pretty much like changing their bodies. And, you know, as a teenager, you're like, oh, that's the thing to do right now. And it makes you really self-conscious. And so even though my experience was not the extent of Mary's in the the Dove video, I mean, I still had a personal connection to it. So it made me think I was like, wow, I was that person too, like. I went through that. I can't even imagine what girls are going through, like young girls are going through now with TikTok being around. So, so 
Yeah, it's scary. And and um and so and that's the other part. I don't know if I, I mentioned this. So it's about eating disorders is the is the charity that okay. they're or the the mission that, that's behind the video and Barry went through one. Uh and sounds like, you know, it seems like based on the end of the video came out of it, um, you know, in a positive light on the end, uh, which is great. Uh, I will say, um it is interesting that Dove chose a um very beautiful person for this. <laughs> Um, which they did. Yes, is they essentially did. part of the problem. I'm not saying that you should choose someone who's unattractive, but they did choose someone who is, um, you know, again, beautiful. And so, um, you know, it's it's literally the type of person that would have caused this this problem. Like if she was posting, um, it would have uh, it would cause people to to think. So, uh, you know, it's hard because you know beauty sells. I get it, uh, but we should we should be careful with it, and and certainly not not do things that we know are aggressively hurting kids because um, you shouldn't be doing things that hurt adults First. either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and so it's just good to think about. I mean, I, I don't think I'm I'm ready. I've heard that there are some marketing firms out there that won't touch social media because of it. I'm not that type of a person. I think that um, everything has its place and you can use a tool mm-hmm. well and you can use it poorly. And so, you know, we should continue to strive to, to use it well. We're trying to sell things. That's, that's what marketing is about. But uh, we shouldn't be trying to hurt people. And so, you know, because you can manipulate people like crazy with social media. And I think that that's um, a little too far. I think we, we only have one beauty client out of all of the clients we have. So, I mean, right. yeah, we have so many different industries that we work for. So. Yeah. And, I, and I'm an equal opportunity marketer. I think that you should market. You know, I, we market some things that I don't consume or particularly like, um, but that's okay. I like the people that run the businesses. Um and um, we're helping them grow and that's what it's all about but i wouldn't be okay with doing it in a manipulative way and i think that's mm-hmm. the difference so if we were going out of our way to um take a person and, and um you know use use um use fear tactics or uh or that type of manipulation to get them to buy something that would that would be like sort of beyond my yeah, threshold definitely. but if you're showing beautiful people to sell beautiful things i'm okay with that and i think that and i think that's okay i think there there's that subtle line of um you know, marketing's always been a beautiful people industry. Uh, you know, you know that's, that's just sort of how it is. I mean, I know that there are um, there are people that are in front of you know media campaigns that are uh, not as beautiful, um, but they have different types of you know inner beauty and 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 excitement and great personalities and and all of those things. But but by and large, if you look at someone in a commercial, they're a beautiful person, and that's okay. Uh, but again, it's a, ma- a manipulation. I think this is what Dove talks about and how you can really mess up a person's mind and that's just not okay. Yeah, super true. I mean, yeah, so if you guys haven't seen that commercial, you should go watch it if you're fine with some some heartfelt content. Yeah, no, it'll it'll make you either cry or, or want to. <laughs> um, or really, yeah, just think about what yeah. social media is doing to our world in general, so... Yeah, absolutely. And and these uh, all the links of what the stuff we talked about. So we'll link to the nosedive episode from Black Mirror. We'll link to the Dove commercial. We'll link to the uh, the video um, from the Shooting Star beer. I think I got that wrong. Um, and a couple others. So we'll you know we'll link to all these. I'm not going to link to my dentist, um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, because I still do love them. But uh, but we'll link to everybody else. So. You're just on a break with them for a little bit. Well, I'm waiting. They're they're on trial. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if they come back to me. And if, if they've got, if I'm on the waiting list, and if I get if I get my appointment, it'll be good. But I don't know what I'm going to do. I have to call and beg. 
Uh, so if because, they're listening, get Jim off the waiting list. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, because <laughs> if I call, you know, in four months, then it's going to be another six months. So um, I'll have to figure something. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, awesome. So again, I don't know. Uh, so this is the junk drawer episode. Um, I think it'll probably be called something like um, everything is marketing uh, in the official title. But uh, we'll do these from time to time. We might do junk drawer uh, segments in um, the regular episodes too, as we have like random little things. So we talked about like seven things here in a normal episode time, which I think is great. Um, I don't know if any of these would have been an episode on their own. And it's just kind of cool to talk about the stuff that we're seeing that's that's marketing in our everyday lives. So, Yeah, so if you guys haven't listened to any of the other episodes, go check them out. Yes, check them out. Like, follow, subscribe. Uh, everything's, uh, this is on YouTube as well. Um, if you want to see us, um, and we're on all the podcasts, um, platforms as well. And, um, we will see you next week. Yeah. See you guys later.